0: charge
1: it but you know it decided not to charge always love it oh yeah wait were you doing like wireless charging or is it a plug-in thing it
0: was a plug-in thing that's even more shocking yeah right
1: my wireless charger is like really hit or miss i have to be very if i don't take the time to like place it on there and make sure the light's on it, it invariably will never be actually charging really Oh. Yeah, I don't know why I don't. I don't have a thick case. I mean, because it, it will do it with the case on. You know, I just it just is very temperamental.
0: Yeah, I know. Like I've got a I've got a wireless charger at my desk, and I've never had an issue with it, but I always have to take my case off because of my pop socket. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Uh, do you have a pop socket on your phone? No. I I imagine you want to get going because uh, you want to start a little early.
1: Yeah, yeah. We you know we have our normal. Family activities that we try to cram in to the weekend, so and that and and Declan likes to nap in the middle of the day, so we um So you have, know. So
0: you have to do what, activities and then his nap or this, his nap and then activities?
1: This, his nap, then activities. Oh yeah. Lord. If, we, okay. if I if I put him down early enough, he'll be up in time for us to like go enjoy some of the day. But if I don't, then you know, the, the he'll j he'll he will he will he will not sleep, but he'll sleep like five minutes before he'll fall asleep five minutes before we get to wherever we're going. Oh, and that's no. just bad for everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's just bad for everybody. <laughs> so we'll see what happens.
0: Oh man. What do you guys have planned today? Where are you going?
1: I going to the children's museum. Oh nice. For like our fourth time this month, but you know, we're <laughs> members so
0: Wait, like fourth yeah. time in February? Okay.
1: I think so. Like <laughs> we went we've gone a lot.
0: <laughs> this uh,
1: this month, I feel like, but you know, it's it's one of the it's like for, you know one time it closes at five and we showed up at four one time mm-hmm. because remembers and so whatever you know it's like just yeah. somewhere to go for an hour just it really just eats up time so yeah really yeah uh, this might just be like the third time but still I feel like it's a lot for um for. <laughs> One month. I, know.
0: I I know Grace and I tried to go to uh, the Children's Museum here one time just because we were looking for things to do on a weekend. And how dare they? They stopped us at the door because you need a child to get in. Wow. I, I mean, I, it
1: kind of makes sense, but <laughs> I feel like they should just not be turning people away, you know?
0: I, I mean, I, I totally get it. But, like, it, yeah. it's one thing that I just didn't think of for some reason.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, they do those uh, 21 Up Nights.
0: Have you ever been to one of those? No, we always seem to be out of town whenever uh, those are happening. <laughs> like, I think the last one, we were getting married.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do a ton of those around here. The Carnegie Science Center does them, and the Children's Museum does them, and, and basically any any kid-oriented or family-oriented activity has those nights. And, you know, we'll probably never take advantage of them, but uh, it's still kind of cool. You know, and they're always themed, like, I just, somebody did, like, the Breaking Bad night, oh, and they did, what? like, the Science of Breaking Bad, and then there was, like, an 80s night or something. Oh, that's cool. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, oh, I should talk them into like doing a Seinfeld night at one of these. The science of Seinfeld. The
0: science. <laughs> the
1: science spelled S-C-I. si- yeah. S E I.
0: Science.
1: Yeah, the science.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no. The.
1: Or maybe the... just spell it Seinfeld S <laughs> C I. <don't know>. What about <laughs> Sciencefeld?
0: Sciencefeld. I we're...
1: feel like we're dancing around Sciencefeld. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. I
1: don't know. What what would they study? What would the science of Seinfeld night be?
0: Uh, comedic timing.
1: Yeah, timing. <laughs> Baking black and white cookies. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, oh, uh, octopus evolution.
0: Yes. And marine
1: biology. A lot of marine <laughs> biology. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's, that's just the last few episodes. I bet if we thought really hard, we could tweet us, you know, hashtag the science of Seinfeld or ScienceFeld and uh, tweet us <laughs> your ideas for Seinfeld Science Nights. For uh, local (laughs) museums. I feel like that's a good... uh, We'll get zero results, I'm sure. I'm almost positive of it. (laughs) But if you think of one, please, please let us know. Even if it's from a future episode, you know, that Ted hasn't (laughs) seen yet. Because we're desperate. We're that desperate for Seinfeld. (laughs) 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 right, should we get started? Yeah, let's get going. All right, welcome to No Hugging, No Learning.
0: It's a show about one thing. Watching Seinfeld for the first time.
1: I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And we will be talking about the wife today, which is Season 5, Episode 17, but before that, we didn't really have any homework from last week's episode, right? I, I'm only halfway I through the editing process. I don't think so. Yeah, I think we made it through without without anything. There were some interesting references, like Ricky Schroeder and stuff, that I would luckily kind of knew um, already. Wait, no, well, that was even... No, The Stand-In, yeah. That was the last episode, right? Yeah. Um, so we didn't have any homework from The Stand-In, but uh, as always, I, I trolled uh, the internet for some trivia about mm-hmm. The Stand-In. And Larry David got the idea for the Mickey Abbott plot when he noticed how many little people worked as stand-ins for child actors because, you know, they're they're not under the same work restrictions as the child actors are, you know, so why would you get a child who also can't work for more than four or five hours a day, whatever it is, to stand in and waste all that time. And so mm. uh, that's why, yeah, that's why little people are preferred over children as stand-ins. And Michael Richards recalled being immediately excited by his work with Danny Woodburn, the actor who plays Mickey and who was also in Jingle All the Way, uh, because he thought they had their great chemistry. And they, I thought they did, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, they definitely did.
1: Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. To, I mean, and part of it is that, you know, that great comedic trope of the body uh, type differences you know i mean you go back to Abbott and costello and uh who are the other two uh, laurel and hardy you know it's like the tall lanky kramer and the stocky mickey they just look they already you're already in the mood to laugh when you mm-hmm. see that <laughs> you know and so i think that's another great uh you know uh, classic hollywood uh, co- comedic trope and in the scene where mickey attacks kramer who's sitting down michael richards wore a back brace and padding so that he could take a full fall without injury oh my so, god He did his own stunt. (laughs) (laughs) And the other thing I have to mention, which will be completely believable, but is still counted under trivia, is a guy exposing himself on a date was drawn from a real date that Carol Liefer had, who was a staff writer on Seinfeld. And I mean, that's just it was probably really shocking to see that play out in 1994. But to us watching in 2020, (laughs) it was like it's definitely
0: it's definitely like the most unsurprising thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Back then it was like a shock, like, whoa, a guy did what? And then we realized now that those guys were everywhere and they just, they were acting exactly like Phil Totola was like, oh, you know, I don't know what happened. Uh, you know, I I tried everything I normally try with women and I guess she didn't like, you know, it, they just think it was totally, it was totally normalized. Yeah. And now outing those guys has been normalized, thankfully. And so, you know, it, it didn't have the same shock value on us as it did back in 94, which is kind of funny. <laughs>
0: I, I, I would like to see, like, just the level of shock value that it had in 94, though, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it obviously got a huge laugh, and they really dwelled on, like, he pulled it out. It? Out? It? out it out you know like uh uh-huh. and and everyone like couldn't believe it you know jerry was like well that, this doesn't make sense and kramer was like you know well he it needed air don't blame him for pulling it out you know like that, that was the stuff that was shocking yeah, us like, now. Yeah, But like, yeah even, you're right
0: even jerry he's like oh man he's such a good guy we play softball <laughs> together i'm like i, yeah. I mean I, I think i even said in the in the last episode i'm like that doesn't mean he can't pull <laughs> his dick out and be an awful human being
1: yeah he's such a good guy he produces such amazing movies <laughs> like
0: what Oh. How is this possible? Oh, he makes man. such great music. Man, I I can't believe it. He's such a good stand-up comedian. <laughs> oh yeah. man, I I can't believe it. I loved him on the Today Show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it it, it totally it, it rings like that in 2020 watching that episode. You yeah. Know? So I I wish I could tell you being alive and watching this in '94 what people thought of it, but unfortunately I was only 12 or 13. <laughs> so whatever it was, 13, I guess. No, wait, I was still 12. I hadn't celebrated my birthday yet. But Carol Liefer, let me just mention about her. She joined the Seinfeld writing staff during its fifth season and wrote six episodes between the fifth season and the seventh season. And she has been dubbed the real Elaine because Elaine Bennis was partially based on her. Oh, uh, Larry David and you know how Larry David is George. She's the real Elaine.
0: Okay, I didn't know she was the inspiration for Elaine. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So and that's all I have basically for the
0: episode, the stand in. (laughs) All right. Uh, Did you have any more like uh, newsworthy bits like anything that happened this past week or anything? I don't think so. I did see that. Oh, man, I wish I would have. Now I
1: wish I would have written this down. I did see that an actor passed away who had like a bit part on an episode of Seinfeld. But oh, well, I forgot. Was it Kirk Douglas? (laughs) It was Kirk. That's right. He played. No, I don't know. (laughs) Kirk Douglas played Phil Totola.
0: He played Phil Totola's penis. Oh, no. (laughs) It it was. Oh, man, I just thought this is a really bad pun. But uh, Phil Totola's penis was left on the cutting room floor. Oh boy! Hey! <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. No, I, I don't know who that. I don't know who that was. So oh, okay. all I'm getting when I Google Seinfeld actor dies is Charles Levin, the uh, uh, the the Briss.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, with uh, with that being said, if you've never listened to our show before, uh, and you're listening to us for the first time, we are not a research heavy show. Uh, we like to do our research and assign it to ourselves as homework the week. After, so that we can kind of catch up as though we're watching these episodes for the first time. You know what I mean? Uh, if you, again, if you've never listened to us before, listen to this full thing, please, and give a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts. I mean, it, if you like it, that that is, uh, because I mean that that really does help us stand out. And if you do leave a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, we will send you a no hugging, no learning sticker. Once we get those made, those do not exist yet, but they are in the process. I'll, I'll just uh, I'll just tell you that. Um, if Ooh. we if we miss anything in our uh review of the episode, if we skip over anything, please send us an email, send us a tweet, no hugging no learning show at gmail.com or at no hugging. Both of those links are in the description or on the podcast page on Apple Podcasts. That being said, season five, episode 17, The Wife, original air date, 31794, St. Patty's Day of 1994. Yeah. I was one year, two months, and twenty-five days old. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you are gonna see. Jerry lets his girlfriend pose as his wife so that she can receive his dry cleaning discount. But the scam backfires when his family learns of his marriage and Meryl discovers some unexpected items in Jerry's laundry.
1: Oh my gosh. I I hate it even more than I did last week. And I think you can, I think I said, like, why do we even watch this episode?
0: Yeah, it, it, it gives away everything. It gives away everything in the entire episode.
1: It really sucks. It really sucks. <laughs> Let me point out first that the stand-in aired on February 24th. This is airing on St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. The next episode's
0: not going to air until April 28th. What wow. was going on? Um, One new episode a, a month? I know that... Hmm. I-, I know that whenever we had this gap back in, like, January, February of 94, uh, we figured that it was because of uh, Lillehammer. It was because of the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening in, like... February March April uh, right right what when, when it wouldn't be sweeps would it no the spring, uh, yeah spring, I don't know spring sweeps would be like probably like May I, no not even May I don't know I, I have no idea what would be happening
1: yeah it's it's really weird but why wouldn't they show new episodes as part of sweeps you know I mean that's when you bring that's when you pull out all the stops
0: yeah true I mean you want to have like guest stars you want to have like weird crazy things that's gonna pull in new viewers
1: yeah, yeah. So the fact that they were running, just you know, they were in reruns or whatever. I don't know. It's crazy. You might have to do uh, some research on that and find out why there was okay. such a huge gap. Not only because, not only between the stand-in and the wife, but also between the wife, an even longer one between the wife and the uh, whatever the next one is. The raincoats coming up. So that's I thought was really weird. Uh, So we do start with a stand up bit as usual. And this is about how the dry cleaning relationship is a very close relationship. Uh, You know, if you're a dry cleaner, it's basically his shirt half the time, because you know, you you should take him shopping and see what the shirt looks like and and things like that. I wasn't a huge fan of that only because I I don't know, I don't dry clean that much. So is this another instance of Of Jerry being like way out of touch with the common man and like everybody dry cleans everything
0: right that's what I that's what I wrote down I was like this entire (laughs) bit is super out of touch because he even starts it off he's like yeah you know how when you drop all your laundry off of the dry cleaners I'm like no one's fucking doing that Jerry everyone's doing their own laundry like everyone's going (laughs) to the laundromat and doing their laundry
1: yeah yeah laundromats are a thing that's right Yeah, a lot of people, even in New York, I was going to point it out, like, oh, maybe this is a city thing where, but no, even that is, like, you go to the laundromat, you do it yourself, not you give all your laundry and you starch all your t-shirts or whatever. God.
0: No, that's just a Jerry thing, I think.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it was really, I mean, I dry clean something uh, once a year, in a busy year. I'll go once a year, yeah.
0: I think uh, the last thing I dry cleaned was two years ago, and it was, like, (sighs) A uh, shirt, tie, and my dress pants that I wore to one of my friends' wedding that one of my <laughs> other friends spilled an entire beer on me. Oh, jeez.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I was going to say, that's when I take stuff to... Like, when my suits are really the only thing I really get dry cleaned. Yeah, like yeah. And, my- and my nice shirts and-, and stuff like that. So And most of the time, after a wedding, you know, you're dancing, you spill drinks, you get sweaty or whatever. And and so, like, that's the once a year when I... T- but sometimes I-, I won't even do that. I'm pretty sure the last suit that I war i haven't i didn't take to get dry cleaned really and, and we were like out all night i was out to like 4 a.m in like <laughs> dc bars and stuff like that god and i still don't think i uh i still don't think i got a dry clean so i mean yeah it's a very rare occurrence
0: i know grace and i still haven't uh dry cleaned our stuff from the wedding i, I haven't dry cleaned yeah. my suit she hasn't dry cleaned her dress <laughs> yet uh, but i mean we have them like hanging up just in the in the bags so yeah. we, we still have them like separated from everything yeah and i mean i'm not gonna throw my suit in the in the washer.
1: I was thinking about that because the next bit I really did like. He says that dry clean only is the only warning label that people actually pay attention to. They don't pay attention to cigarette warning labels or anything like that. But if you start putting something that's dry clean only into the wash, people are like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> uh, and I re- and then I, I thought about how funny it would be to like throw an actual sport jacket into the washing machine. Like that is an absurd concept to me, you know. And I, I'm not—I don't even care that much about clothes, but I'm like, could you imagine? Like, in the, it's got those shoulder pads in it and stuff. They would get all soaked and mm-hmm. it would just get. It would just get spun around and just destroy all the buttons. <laughs> I was like, "That is really, really would be really dumb to do." Oh man! But I uh, so I like the second half of this bit, but I, but the first one I was <laughs> it, like, it "I'm just, lost." It, I, it
0: starts very bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I don't have, I certainly don't have brand loyalty to a uh, uh, dry cleaner either. You we, know, we, like Jerry saying that he goes to the same dry cleaner and has like a, a relationship with him. You know?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah,
1: we're going to see that. I I go whatever's closest to work or on the way home or whatever. I don't
0: care Uh, as far as dry cleaner. Yes. Uh, But I mean, there there's one like dry cleaner here. Uh, But as far as like laundromat, I do have a specific one that I will go to. Uh, because I mean, currently Grace and I don't have our own washer and dryer, but, uh, the place that, uh, I go to has free Wi Fi. It's always super clean. They've got like a TV on, there's a vending machine and literally the employees are always cleaning something.
1: Oh, so I was going to say it doesn't have too much to do with the actual people, but the people are there.
0: Yes, yes, exactly.
1: Hmm. Okay. All right, so we open up in Jerry's apartment, and ta-da, it's Courtney Cox.
0: Ah, Wow. (laughs) Yeah, this is surprising.
1: Yeah, I know. I I had totally forgotten that she was one of Jerry's girlfriends, and she's like, boom, just like right there, the first thing you see. (laughs) So that was kind of a shock that we get, this is like the Friends crossover episode, kind of. (laughs) Um, And it's obviously been I mean in the in the weeks since the stand-in it's become pretty serious with Courtney Cox because Apparently. they're already at the I, I love you stage of their relationship
0: oh they're, they're like uh well into the I love you stage because as we as we get here is that they're like keeping track on how many times each person says it to the other
1: yeah yeah and I think it's 15-8 or something like that uh Courtney Cox
0: currently yes
1: yeah Jerry puts on a sport jacket because they're going out and she asked him if it's cashmere and he says Gore-Tex it's new Ah. and so kind of a throwback to a couple episodes ago and he puts his uh hands in the pockets and finds a locket in there and he's like well I don't know you know I, I don't know what this is I haven't worn this since I picked it up from the dry cleaners and so they're gonna drop by and see if they can you know and drop it off there and see if anybody lost it or anything and they're talking about what they're gonna order at breakfast when they go and Jerry says he's well I think it's um uh, courtney cox says she's gonna get the pancakes and jerry says she can't order the pancakes because he was gonna get the pancakes but then she says she's she'll get the short stack which are pancakes right
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, I think what the hell meant, i think she meant like i'll get the short stack you can get like the the tall stack like so she'll get like two jerry can get three or four or five but like this is they're still the same thing i know but <laughs> still this, pancakes. this is one of my least favorite like tropes of white people because it's, it's like, how dare someone else order the same thing you want to get? I'm like, who, what does it matter? I forget his reason.
1: Does he think it'll it's like too cute? It's like too coupley of a thing. I
0: I guess he does
1: give a little reason or something.
0: I guess, but like this is a thing. Like even groups, I- even in groups of friends. Uh, yeah. Like, I, you might you might have seen the uh, meme like a while ago. It's like, oh god damn it, Trevor! You knew I like the French onion soup. How dare <laughs> you? I was gonna get it.
1: I did not see that. Oh, okay, but and uh, the, the only reason I'll ever cha- I, I the only reason I'll ever change if someone's getting the same thing is because I have a hope that I might be able to try it. You know, I, whenever mm. I go to a restaurant, there's like three or four things I want to try, but you can only get one, and so I'm like, well, maybe I can. I can have the best of both worlds and I'll order this other thing I want. It'll help make a decision for me. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm I'm stuck between the French onion soup and the pancakes. And like, well, I was going to get the French onion soup. I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll get the pancakes. You know, just it's never because they were going to get the other one. It just like sort of, yeah. it gives variety to the table. I don't
0: know. I can't explain it. Now I'm just picturing like, those are two very distinct and different moods that you're in. <laughs> like, hmm, I either want French onion soup or pancakes. <laughs>
1: yeah, I realized that. I was, a, well, I was like, they were just the two most recent foods we I,
0: well, what place would serve both french onion soup and pancakes
1: yeah a weird brunch place probably a diner actually probably monks
0: uh, actually or, or maybe maybe ihop does
1: yeah i bet maybe? IHOP definitely does yeah any <laughs> sort of diner denny's i bet yeah uh, and they run into kramer and his girlfriend in the hallway and he has jerry's syrup that he uh, gives back to jerry and i want to point out that this is real maple syrup this Ooh. isn't like mrs butterworth or hungry jack or anything i mean this is like the you know 23 dollar bottle maple oh, syrup man. in a glass bottle yeah that's that's the good stuff man
0: man i don't know if i've ever had like good real maple syrup
1: oh man just uh, I, I even like market district brand or whatever you can get at target like even that is fine it's going to be you know it's going to be pricey but it's going to be it's going to be delicious. You know, th- and you you can't go back, you know. Like Sarah, she used really? to have a connection um oh, up man. there in Erie with somebody who made maple syrup and so she could get like a little friends and family discount. Ooh. And and she would get me like the gallon jug or whatever, <laughs> maybe half gallon. I don't know. She would get me a lot. And I would it would all be done by the time the next holiday ran around. So for instance, you know, she got me one for Christmas. <laughs> and it just and I, I um and it was just used up in time for valentine's day oh my god valentine's day it won't carry me all the way to july where when my birthday is but you know i'll I'll try to make it last and then (laughs) my birthday comes up uh um our anniversary in october and then december and i get i get maple syrup (laughs) and i'm fine with it you just get every you just
0: get maple syrup for every holiday
1: yeah yeah (laughs) pretty much you know sometimes there's other stuff thrown in but maple syrup (laughs) is always a part of it (laughs) yeah
0: I thought you, I thought you were saying like it'll carry you until like the next like Christmas if you get it for Christmas. I'm like, Oh wow, you're really you're really rationing it. But if you're using oh. like a half gallon of maple syrup in like two or three months, I'm like, Oh damn, he really likes yeah, maple no. syrup.
1: I drench it. Yeah, I'm a drencher. <laughs> I am. I need a lot. I go through a ton. It's an expensive habit, I gotta say. <laughs> uh and because uh Kramer brings his own syrup to the, wherever they got breakfast presumably monks is the implication Courtney Cox whose name we don't know at this point we will learn it eventually uh, is you know kind of like why you bring your own syrup and he's like you got a lot to learn about pancakes honey or something like that over at sunshine cleaners they dropped there before they had to breakfast and I looked for as I do any info on this business at all <laughs> and I couldn't find Anything. There's another sunshine cleaning company, not the dry cleaners, that comes up in Seinfeld later. Uh-huh. So that's all I could find when I searched even Sunshine Cleaner Seinfeld oh, and, man. you know, Sunshine Cleaner New York City or whatever. So, but it does, I did notice this, it appears to be next to the optical shop from the glasses, uh, season five, episode three, which I think was Ooh. J&T optical. So you can see the word optical and the number 51. So it's the exact same strip uh, as the optical store, literally right next door.
0: Oh my God. Now I kind of yeah. want to go back in uh, in the glasses and look and see if we can see sunshine cleaners next to, the, next to J&T optical.
1: Good point. I didn't consider that.
0: Oh man. All right.
1: And so uh, they are talking to the dry cleaner and- the picture inside the locket is the dry cleaner's wife who died eight years ago, and he's so ecstatic to get it back. It's the, the like his the last picture he took of her or something like that. It's it's obviously uh, very sentimental, and so he decides to right then and there give Jerry twenty five percent off. Jerry and his family twenty five percent off forever. And at that moment, Courtney Cox. You know, chimes in and goes, well, I guess I mean, I get it, too, because I'm his wife. Hey, and Jerry, you know, plays along because she obviously wants this amazing dry cleaning discount. Twenty five percent is pretty sweet. And we find out here uh, her name is Meryl, Meryl Seinfeld, uh, for the purposes <laughs> of this of this little bit that they're doing.
0: Oh, man, I th- this is a I, I don't want to say it's a big red flag, but like <laughs> she it's completely unprovoked that she jumps in here. Uh, cause I mean, yeah. she's like, Oh, that, that means I get it too. Right. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you... it's
1: sort of, it's like low stakes for Jerry and he doesn't want to like blow her in right away. So he kind of like plays, you know, he plays along, but it doesn't seem like he's too cool with it. You know?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, if, uh, if she would have like asked Jerry whenever they're at like brunch or even back at his apartment and she's like, Hey, so, uh, can I? Can I just like give you a couple of clothes and you can just uh, put them in with your stuff? Maybe maybe I can get in on this discount too. But no, she jumps in in front of the clerk. You know. hmm mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think she saw her. She saw sh- saw her shot and had to take it. You know. I, I, um, I guess ask for permission later because doing it later. We're I mean, like, oh, Jerry, why do you have all these women's clothes in with your clothes? It's always been male clothes. Like, oh, well, I got married recently. You know. It it might be tougher to explain later.
0: I guess, yeah.
1: But it was still kind of messed up that she took that upon herself. Over at the New York Health Club, Elaine is waiting outside, and she runs into Greg, who is a pilot, and he's really, I mean, his his jerkiness is evident right away. She, like, cracks a couple of jokes, and he just
0: glares. Like, Greg
1: (laughs) just glares at her.
0: I mean, like, Uh, her her jokes were pretty lame, but, like, definitely not to the point where you just no-sell everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, he just doesn't react at all, and then as he leaves, he, like, plants one right on Elaine, like, a
0: passionate kiss. Yeah, I, I was uh, was a little confused by this, because, uh, I mean, we we don't know of their history, of their background. Are, are they dating? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the, definitely Elaine telling him these lame jokes, you definitely think it's just an acquaintance or someone she knows from work. Yeah, there was no
1: hello hug there was no yeah
0: nope and and as we get to uh in a later scene like uh elaine is saying this isn't just a a peck this was uh this was as you saying a a very romantic kiss
1: yeah and even when she does try to explain the relationship i was like whoa this complete this essentially a complete stranger just planted this kiss on her and uh so the second episode in a row when elaine is sexually assaulted by the way
0: (laughs) oh good lord you're right (laughs) but
1: um but even when she tries to explain the relationship which we'll get to in a minute i i'm even more confused but we uh go back to monks where jerry and meryl are enjoying saying my wife and my husband oh you know my my wife to my beautiful wife to my adoring husband and he's like what about handsome and <laughs> he says i like adoring better which doesn't do anything for jerry and they're they're kind of enjoying playing around with this little uh this little bit that they set up in the previous scene Meanwhile, the manager comes over, and this manager we've seen before. Um, I forget why.
0: Oh yeah, it, w- it was the um, gay episode, right? Was it? I I I, w- I couldn't remember if we had seen him before or not.
1: Yeah, we've definitely seen him before, and I, I want to say one of the occasions was when Jerry and George are kind of like fighting, and he takes it as like a lovers' quarrel, and and threatens to like kick them out or something like that. <laughs> uh, but he comes over and he sees. The outside syrup, and he says we don't allow any outside syrup jams or other condiments. And if I see it again, I will confiscate it. <laughs> if you bring it in again, and uh, and Jerry I, Jerry has another funny kind of stinger to the scene where he's like, "Well, I told my wife not to bring it, but."
0: <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> and I thought um, I might as well just spoil it right now. I thought this was going to pay off later. What the syrup? Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It, it, the, the syrup and in monks specifically.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I don't know I, I don't know what I was expecting with it. Um, but now that you mention it, it really went nowhere, did it?
1: They make a big deal out of the syrup. Don't bring that syrup back in. It's like you know you feel like okay, well the syrup's going to be brought in. That's what that's telegraphing, <laughs> you know. Like because Kramer brought it in, Jerry uh, brought it. In. That's twice. The third time was going to be something happens, mm-hmm. but nothing th- happened.
0: Th- th- there was no third time.
1: Oh, no, no payoff to him getting really angry about the syrup Uh, back in Jerry's apartment. um, I I first thing I noticed was there's a cool old original Comedy Central logo magnet on his fridge.
0: Whoa, what?
1: Yeah, it might even say Comedy Channel, which I think is what Comedy Central was before it was Comedy Central. Oh, my God. It's like that. I don't know if you remember this one. It's like the planet Earth. And there's like Like kind of some skyscrapers up in one corner. Yes,
0: That that logo was sick.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like electric blue and and maybe even some yellow and pink in there, something like that, like just little accents. Yeah, I, I was like, whoa, that is uh, that's really cool that they had that on there.
0: Did they have a, uh, Did they have an interim logo between that and the current like CC logo?
1: They definitely did. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you what it was. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, that uh, that 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 was pretty cool. I'd love to track one of those down. <laughs> uh, Jerry is explaining to Kramer about the dry cleaning deal. And Kramer, of course, wants in on it, but, you know, he can't. And he's like, well, why does Meryl get to? And it's because that they pre- are pretending their husband and wife, Jerry's explaining. And Jerry really enjoys being, quote unquote, married. Yeah, he's You saying- think about each other all the time. He's uh, saying, my wife. He's like, it's a great way to start a sentence. And then Kramer <laughs> tries it out. My wife has an inner ear infection. And then he, <laughs> he's sort of like surprisingly shocked that it is a great way to start a sentence. <laughs> And uh, another background note here: I see a super Superman's on the bookcase.
0: Yes, yeah, he uh, <laughs> the new drawing and like colored picture of Superman that was on the fridge last episode is covered up by stuff this episode. Ah, but there's a it, it's like a Superman figure on the bookcase, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, like a twelve inch figure. Okay, you know, like a, a sculpture kind of fan art kind of thing. Uh, so Superman reference. And Jerry agrees, though, begrudgingly to take Kramer's quilt this one time to the dry cleaner to get, uh, and I, I gotta say, as someone who's gotten a quilt dry clean, that is pretty pricey. You know, you're gonna spend like over a hundred bucks for that, I think.
0: Oh my god, really?
1: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, we got a quilt dry clean once and man. Yeah, so 25% off would be pretty sweet. <laughs> so Elaine comes in and. You know, Kramer is just so uh, enamored with the idea also now that Jerry has sold him on being married. He says to Elaine, how about in 10 years, if neither of us are with anybody, we get hitched. And Elaine says, make it 50. And Kramer (laughs) goes, we're engaged. (laughs) So they'll all be in their late 80s by that point. Oh, at
0: least, Uh, at least.
1: (laughs) So kind of a funny deal. Uh, and Elaine, so here's where she, you know, starts talking about Greg. Apparently, she's in a relationship with Greg. She says they've always pecked before, but this was an open mouth kiss, so it was like maybe she, maybe he wants to change the relationship. I still don't get the relate. When
0: would they have pecked? Uh, I, I don't know. Like at the gym, maybe. Yeah. Oh. That's. I mean,
1: maybe the hello or goodbye kiss or whatever, but that is normally on the cheek, even I. I would imagine. Yeah, I, I thought it was really. Really weird. I still don't understand their relationship, even when she was explaining it. So I don't know uh, what the change would be, but I guess just more seriously.
0: I guess, yeah. uh
1: George buzzes, buzzes up and he is acting sheepishly because Elaine was waiting outside the New York Health Club for him. They were going to walk together, and then he never came out. So he's you know something happened there. And uh, on his way up, uh, yeah, this is where Elaine says maybe Greg wants to ask her out. Maybe Greg wants to ask me out. I'm like, where where are you guys kissing if you haven't even gone out yet? I just don't understand this. <laughs> but so George uh, comes in and he had a little problem at the gym. He peed in the shower and someone saw him. And he's immediately shamed by everyone in the apartment. And I mean, I, I don't think anything's wrong with peeing in the shower. A public shower is one thing; I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. But I mean, mm-hmm. like any other shower. I mean, they're asking. Like Jerry says, he never pees in the shower, and Elaine doesn't either. Uh, I think that's just. Yeah. I think that's just I, crazy. I,
0: I think that's uh, that's a little over exaggerated. I, I, I mean, I I always pee in the shower. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I think I've even once peed in the gym shower, but I I do my best to make sure that no one else is in the shower. And the shower that I'm in has stalls, so you're in by yourself.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. You, you see a drain
0: there? Yes. Yeah, like I, I got the drain. I, I can see the drain. I have my own drain, but also I go through the effort of making sure that none of the other showers are on because I'm I'm six 6'2", and I can see over the dividing stall walls. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and so I, I just can't believe that the the length they went to to shame George for peeing in the shower. I mean, I, I agree, like a public shower is one thing, but again, all the soap is cleaning it down there, or whatever. Um, <laughs> but George is completely shamed, and he's worried about this guy that that saw uh, over back at Sunshine Cleaners. Meryl is there already as Jerry comes in, and she has a quilt too. Obviously, all their friends or whatever, like they're getting the most expensive things they can clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then Uncle Leo comes in. Of course, Jerry at this point now has to keep up with the fact that he's married because it's in front of the dry cleaner, and <laughs> Uncle Leo is not o- only surprised but also very insulted that Jerry is married and he wasn't even oh, invited he's, and things like that.
0: He's so hurt. He's so hurt yeah. that he wasn't invited to the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: He's like, who, who did you always say was your favorite uncle? And <laughs> you know, bringing up things from the past that he did for Jerry and uh, the fact that he was you know not invited to the wedding uh uncle leo in and out
0: i i just had this thought who do we think that uncle leo is uh brother to his mom or his dad um good question because i'm i'm trying to think and like he looks nothing like either of them uh he doesn't act like either of them he doesn't talk like either of them i would say he looks more like jerry's mom they kind of have the same nose. You know, Mort
1: has kind of a smaller uh proportion nose. Yeah. And and Uncle Leo and, and Jerry's mom both kind of have a bigger one. So I would say that, if, if I was gonna guess,
0: I, I'm I'm sure there's an answer to this. I don't but know. But I don't know it. I, I know like uh Uncle Leo and Jerry's mom definitely are the, the more dramatic. Mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're prone more to drama than, like, anger, which I feel like is where Morty, you know, Morty has kind of a shorter fuse.
0: Oh, I think so. I mean, looking back at the wallet, he, his, his fuse is definitely pretty short.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, if, you know, yeah, that, w- that was more anger. Like, if Uncle Leo's wallet had been stolen, he would have been, you know, just kind of, like, dramatically sad about it, just very <laughs> broken up about it, not necessarily upset, you know, and angry. Yeah. So that, that's where I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to land on he's from the mom's side of the family, but I don't know. We might have to look that up. Uh, over at the New York health club, Greg is on this like stair step machine and he asks Elaine, Hey, where do you get a good olive? And (laughs) Elaine's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I can find out. And so he's like, yeah, I'd love to know. Elaine takes that as a good sign because it's giving her a little project indicating that, you know, he wants further conversation in the future. He compliments her leotard, which she says, you know, that's not a signal. Of course I look great in this leotard, (laughs) uh, He mentions that he had a dream about her, so Elaine's like, "All right, that's you know that signal, that's another signal right there." So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna ask this guy out, and then he asks for some of her water bottle, and he takes it and he wipes. I I would say not even the mouth of the he wipes wipes the entire top half of the bottle. Oh my god! With his disgusting sweaty shirt, and then takes a drink out of it.
0: Yeah, like you're not you're not cleaning anything off with your sweaty shirt.
1: Ugh! No, he he was adding so much more filth to the top of that Ugh. bottle. Like watching him wipe the top of the bottle with that shirt was the same as watching Poppy molest the dough with his <laughs> bathroom hands a couple episodes ago with the pie. Uh,
0: although we didn't get like a super close up on Greg like wiping the bottle no, down. We, we did get a close up of Poppy and the dough.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank God we didn't get I mean he like he takes like more, he takes a handful of his shirt to wipe the top. Like if you were going to wipe the top, you take like you know just a little bit of fabric between your forefinger and your and your thumb or whatever. But he takes his whole fist and puts it over the bottle and wipes his shirt all over it. up. <laughs> it was gross. But of course, the way Elaine sees that is like you know later on, like he why didn't he want my germs? You know, like he planted a kiss on me. He's obviously interested in me, but yet he won't drink out of a bottle after me. Mm-hmm. It, it is very weird. But this is where it comes up. that Greg is the one that caught George peeing in the shower
0: oh man yeah Yeah. because George is walking by and he's walking over to the Stairmaster and uh, it it looks like he's climbing on and he turns it on and immediately gets like trapped underneath (laughs) it
1: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those with, like, it looks like an escalator, kind of, and so uh, (laughs) like an escalator on a loop, and so his foot gets, he, like, slides down it, and his foot gets caught underneath it, like like if you were caught on an escalator like that. (laughs) Yeah, it was just hilarious. I wish we could have heard him scream, because I feel like he was still doing some background acting, like, you know, when you're having a conversation in the background, you're not really vocalizing anything, it just looks like you're talking, and when he screams, like, we were close enough to him that we really should have heard it, but instead <laughs> it just—he lets out a silent scream, it, and I it, wish he would have. Even he just, would have really yelled.
0: Even just something like super faint, like you just hear like. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh. yeah. 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 <laughs> I would have much preferred that. Back in the apartment, um, we get uh, an interesting shot of Jerry's video collection here that I want to mention only because he has two copies. Of the John Cusack James Spader movie, True Colors.
0: Oh, wow, really? On
1: VHS, yeah. Do
0: not know why.
1: <laughs> Two copies of True Colors. Also, the Benny Hill's Video Follies. You familiar with Benny Hill?
0: Uh, yes, I'm not familiar with like any of his video compilations, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, the British comedian who was very lecherous and, and the famous saxophone music. <laughs> yeah. So obviously Jerry <laughs> Seinfeld, you know, big fan of that style of comedy. And then he's also got Goodfellas, which I think we've seen on his, on his shelf as well. So two copies of true colors and Goodfellas and, and Benny Hills. But uh, we see it because he's uh, coming out of the bathroom, going into his bedroom. Meryl's on the couch with an almost empty box of chocolates resting on her chest and she asked Jerry to get her a drink. And Jerry's like, you're, why can't you go get it? And she's like, you're up already. I'm watching TV. Ugh. And so already, like, stereotypical married life has, has engulfed their, their home life. <laughs> uh, and Jerry can't find a can opener. And so they start an argument about that, uh, you know, wh- where it is. It's in the drawer. No, it's not. Are you calling me dumb and, and stuff like that? Jerry's parents call uh, because obviously they've heard now from Uncle Leo that Jerry is married and they want to know why they didn't know about this as well. <laughs> and Jerry kind of explains it all away. Uh Kramer comes in and he's absolutely exhausted because he can't sleep without his quilt. And, and Jerry hasn't gotten it back from the dry cleaner yet. And Kramer also had the can opener in his quilt pocket because he had borrowed it. Uh, I, so, I i
0: do I do want to point out like whenever jerry's mom uh whenever his parents call it's both of his parents calling because they both want to talk to jerry they're, they're, yeah. they're, they're on like two separate phones on the same line and yeah. whenever whenever they cut to like their house it's just both of them on the phone in the same room yeah that's true
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> they could have easily done that on speakers i mean yeah they're right next to each other on two separate extensions yeah on two cordless phones, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said quilt pocket. The Kramer had the can opener in his robe pocket. Ah. Uh, yeah, so he had borrowed that. Back in the apartment at night, Jerry and Merrill are in bed, and they're apologizing to each other. And then they go to sleep, and they turn back to back, which I guess is also supposed to be hilarious, because if you're married, that's the way you sleep.
0: I, I guess? Uh, yeah,
1: there was a lot of, like, stereotyping old married couples in this Episode and as an old married couple, I took a little issue with it.
0: Did you really? How, how okay, how do you guys sleep?
1: Well, we're co sleeping now with our two and a half year old, so <laughs> not well. But before that, I, I can't even remember. <laughs> really? I yeah. see, I but I like... don't see it as an issue of like what you don't have to be spooning every night either. But I don't, I don't know. I just, it didn't, it didn't get a big a laugh from me. I guess probably single people or or, or newlyweds probably thought it was very hilarious that like they flipped over and, and slept back to back.
0: I mean, I, I guess you can still call Grace and I newlyweds because we've been married since yeah. September. Uh, Definitely. But like, we've slept like this for years. Like, yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I don't want to fall asleep like mid spoon uh, yeah. because like to do that, I'm not going to have any feeling in my arm because it's got to be either like. <laughs> under me behind me or under her pillow it's just not it's not comfortable to like sleep like that it's comfortable to like fall asleep but not to sleep for hours so why why even like start to fall asleep like that if you know you're going to have to like m- uh maneuver yourself in like 20 minutes
1: yeah i didn't know what the implication was when they flipped over back to back i mean i knew what it was but i didn't know what the how they were supposed to fall asleep like yeah. if they weren't pretending to be married what would they have done in that scene if they if they had a fight and they apologized what would the next what would the next scene be you know what would the next shot of that you know what would the next action be i guess is what i'm trying to say
0: yeah i guess i have no idea
1: but you know they they're playing up the whole married couples argue about nothing and the wife is lazy and eats chocolate and then you sleep back to back at night <laughs> uh, in the apartment the next day george is pleading with elaine about the shower situation about getting greg to not tell on him and stuff like that and elaine can't ask greg that because it you know she tries to say well it's complicated and he's like you don't want him to know that you're friends with somebody who pees in the shower (laughs) and that is is pretty much what it comes down to with elaine because she likes this guy and she doesn't want him to know that her friend is the shower peer yeah and they get in a big fight about it, and george starts defending i think very well peeing in the shower I love, I mean, this is in the Seinfeld greatest hits pantheon. It's all pipes and his hand motions <laughs> like with the, you know, and she's like, you're going to mix up the pipes. You're going to mix up where everything goes.
0: <laughs> yeah, th- this was, this was great. Like, especially like, uh, Jason Alexander's physical acting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just awesome. I love when he says it's all pipes and he does the cross motion with his hands and up in the air. Uh, <laughs> Kramer comes in. He's still in bad shape without his quilt. Elaine says he doesn't look good uh, and that he's actually kind of pale. And Kramer gets worried because he has to meet Anna's parents. Anna presumably is the person he was with, the girlfriend he was with in the very first scene in the hallway giving Jerry back his syrup. Uh, where We just have to assume that uh, at this point. And the phone rings and it's uh, Jerry ends up kind of getting chewed out by Merrill over the phone about something he messed up. Some seemingly inconsequential thing to him that she is now really chewing him out for another thing that happens to married couples your wife turns into a shrew right just nags you all day
0: what wives am i right tim (laughs) oh yeah oh but like as as jerry's on the phone like george and elaine share a look they both shake their head and then they both just walk out
1: (laughs) yeah yeah uh over at the cleaners the quilt's still not ready and kramer's waiting outside you know, for Jerry to check on the quilt and he storms in very upset, uh, with the fact that the quilt's not ready yet. And (laughs) Jerry has to explain away that, you know, this is a friend of his that takes things very seriously when they go wrong for Jerry. He's like a big brother. And so, (laughs) uh, that's why he was so upset about the quilt, not being ready. Not that Jerry is abusing his 25% off privileges. Uh, and so Kramer says he's going tanning. Uh, and so he's got to head to the health club. And at that point, Jerry's about to leave, but a foreign woman, walks in at about the same time she has some sort of foreign accent yeah, French I, I, or, or something like that. that
0: that's what I was thinking I was thinking uh, I was thinking something French
1: yeah and she can't afford to dry clean the the like kind of silky stuff that she has brought in and she turns around and locks eyes with Jerry
0: did you happen to hear the price that she couldn't afford? Wasn't it like seventeen bucks or something? Thirteen dollars. Thirteen.
1: I knew it was in the teens. She I highballed it. She
0: couldn't afford thirteen dollars.
1: <laughs> I mean, New I, York is expensive, you know. I, I,
0: but I, I, thirteen dollars—that's all yeah, it $13. was. Yeah, thirteen dollars.
1: It's gonna be thirteen. I'm sorry, honey. It's thirteen dollars. Uh, uh,
0: how, how, how much do you think it'll cost to clean this? Uh, maybe like thirteen. Oh, I don't have that much money. Oh, my.
1: Who doesn't have thirteen dollars? Yeah, she should have brought in. A, it would have been great if she had brought in a quilt. <laughs> I mean, that would yeah, It would th- been. This would be the th- the it third quilt that this guy has seen.
0: And because, like, not only would he have been like, uh, "Yeah, it's, it's going to be like a hundred bucks," but he said he, he could have been like, it, "It's probably going to be a week." I've got a lot of quilts right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it, it wouldn't have paid off as well. Kind of at the end, it wouldn't have wouldn't have made as much sense for the way this pays off at the end. But that's true. You know, it, it still would have made a little bit more sense than you can't afford thirteen dollars to dry clean some leopard print camisole or something, whatever, whatever it was. <laughs> Back at the health club, Greg uh, is talking to Elaine, and he, she's waiting in line for this leg machine that he's using, and he gets off the machine and he doesn't wipe it down, which she also considers a big signal that he's into her. And George is excited, meanwhile, because he now has evidence that Greg has also broken health club policy by not wiping down, and and he's got a witness, Elaine. And <laughs> Elaine said, you know, Elaine is now even less inclined to talk to Greg about it because she considers this a huge sign of intimacy. I love George's line here. What if he left you a used Kleenex? What's that? A Valentine? <laughs> <laughs> but Elaine does agree to kind of blackmail Greg, you know, and tell him that hey, you didn't wipe down the machine don't tell on my buddy and I won't tell on you or whatever to George bag of monks. Jerry offers Jerry is sitting with the French woman to and offers to get her clothes cleaned. I do like the way I'm trying to think of another episode. They kind of did this in, but I, I like the way that they're talking about adultery, but only through laundry. It's just laundry adultery, you know,
0: <laughs> L- lawn, lawn, adultery,
1: lawn, adultery, yeah, so exactly- <laughs> lawn, adultery, for some reason, I think of Chris Daughtry when you say Laundaltry. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> Chris Laundaltry.
1: <laughs> Chris Lon-Daltry. Um And so, you know, because the woman's like, it isn't right. What about her? And Jerry goes, oh, to hell with her. <laughs> and, you know, Jerry follows her out. of the, She leaves monks with her clothes, and Jerry follows her out, and he takes the clothes, and then they share, you know, a, a very passionate kiss. And then Jerry says, what do you want? Boxer hanger. And she goes, you decide. And then you can see Jerry like really trying to decide what would be better for these clothes, putting them on a box or a hanger. (laughs) Uh, And uh, again, I I like that. You know, they they had this very passionate moment, but it's still about laundry. Boxer hanger. Mm -hmm. You know, Uh, so back at the New York Health Club, Kramer goes into the tanning booth and that's it. And then (laughs) uh, Greg is, you know, on on another stair step machine. Oh, by the way, he's on the same stair step machine earlier he's like oh thank i'm so glad you're here this can get really boring <laughs> when he's working out like in the, one of the first scenes did you catch that uh
0: yeah what was it the same machine i, I th- yeah i think so is, at is any it, rate uh- is this the same machine that he asked elaine where he could get a good olive yes oh yeah. my lord and i think okay. it was i think
1: it was that scene when he was like oh, i'm glad you're here this can get kind of boring
0: <laughs> it just seemed like a
1: really douchey thing to say yeah like, you stand that you don't go work out like you came to do stand there and talk to me or else i'm gonna get bored
0: stand there and keep me entertained because that because yeah. that's what women are good for my, my name yeah. my name's greg
1: <laughs> this can get so boring at least i can talk to you about olives but <laughs> so greg is you know he's like oh good there's the gym manager you know i'm gonna go tell her about uh the the guy i saw oh good there you know george is there too he's Doubly excited because he'll take any chance to go talk to her because he's interested in the attractive blonde gym manager, and so once Elaine finds out this that you know not only is he not interested in her, he doesn't mind telling her about the women he's inter he is interested in. Mm-hmm. Elaine threatens him with telling about not wiping down the machine and in the next scene Kramer has fallen asleep in his tanning bed
0: yeah and uh did tanning beds in the 90s not have a timer
1: I guess not I've honestly never used one so I have no idea
0: I mean neither have I but every single one that I've ever seen has a timer to prevent this from happening
1: yeah I don't know Kramer seems like the kind of guy maybe who wouldn't even trust that you know that I don't know if there's a way you can turn it on without using the timer. I, I you know, don't, or maybe he just like sometimes when I'm making toast, for instance, which is a kind of tanning, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just I'll turn the buzzer like all the way up because uh-huh. I don't feel like pinpointing it directly to because we have a toaster oven and so it, it's not exact you know it's mm-hmm. not a push down thing and so i'll just turn it all the way and then i'll come back and grab it later when it's nice and burnt yeah but i'll just turn it up to an indetermined uh, you know an undetermined point and then keep yeah a, try to keep an well, eye on it so maybe th- that's what he did he turned it up to like 10 hours or whatever th-
0: that's the thing i think you can literally only turn it up to the max amount on the timer which is maybe like 12 minutes Wow. I didn't know they worked that fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you're not going to go from pale to like George Hamilton in one <laughs> sitting. That, that's not how tanning <laughs> beds work. Uh, well, th- th- they're designed <laughs> to like cut you off so that you have to go multiple times because, you know, skin cancer is a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, you know, there is a method to getting a nice color and that's getting a base tan and then maintain, maintaining it. You exactly. You know, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. So I don't know. I guess we're just gonna have to suspend our disbelief that the health club has <laughs> tanning beds with no, no timer on them. Because it was already on when he went in, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, it was. I
1: think he walks into the room and it's on. <laughs> like he's in his tidy whities, walks into the room and the tanning bed is already on. So I don't know. Uh, Back at the cleaners, uh, the sunshine cleaners, Mrs. Seinfeld, Meryl is there picking up some clothing, and she notices uh, some clothing in it that's not hers, uh, that leopard print camisole and some other stuff. Oh, this isn't mine. Like, it's definitely yours. Your husband dropped it off himself, Mrs. Seinfeld, or whatever. So (laughs) obviously, you know, something's going on. Yeah. Over at Anna's house, uh, Kramer shows up to meet Anna's parents, and he is essentially in blackface.
0: Who, yeah, this was a uh, big fucking yikes here. Um, <laughs> yeah, especially wow. since
1: it just seems so thrown in. I mean, for a C story, it like you know we had no connection to Anna. He, she wasn't even introduced in that first scene. You just have to assume that that's who he's meeting, and it was just it, it seemed like to have it seemed to come out of nowhere. It seemed to have no setup.
0: Uh, yeah, especially like uh, Michael Richards is the one doing it. Um, Yeah, yeah.
1: That didn't age. That aged like milk as well.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, no. Uh, But yeah, uh, Anna's family definitely doesn't love it. Um... No. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's pretty shocked. And and
1: Kramer is kind of like oblivious. He thinks everything's still going fine. He's kind of smiling and stuff.
0: I'm trying to think of like, man, how would this have gone over in 94? Like having a blackface sight gag.
1: Yeah, uh I it, I don't I, think it made any ripples whatsoever.
0: clearly clearly it was still okay <laughs> for network television. Um yeah. but Jesus. I mean, do you think because I think it it's it
1: gets a little bit of a pass because while they did have to put makeup on the actor within the realm of the show, it's it's not makeup, you know? Like uh, he over tanned.
0: Yeah, but I mean and like you, and the, the, didn't joke, do it. the joke is now that hey, Kramer is black.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true, that's the joke <laughs>
0: uh, 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 uh. This there's reeks of uh just like awfulness. I wish it had only I just wish the st- the stakes had been
1: raised a little bit more, like, oh, I got to be Nana's parents. I'm really nervous because, you know, she's an African American, and I you know, and and her parents are you know not ecstatic about her dating someone like me or whatever. like that would have been just a very nice it, setup
0: well, it it would have added story. But I, I don't think, at least in my eyes, I don't think it would have, like, forgiven this sight gag.
1: Yeah. I guess it would have just made the gag funnier, but not more <laughs> appropriate, I guess. I
0: Yeah, I, I think I can agree with that.
1: <laughs> um, it, yeah, it it was, it just, and it would have made it fit into the episode better. I guess that's what I'm so, yeah. that's what upsets me more than any sort of, you know, uh, lack yeah, of it, wokeness so, about it is that it's you could have this episode without it it's and you so
0: shoehorned it. in like it, it, yes. makes, it makes zero sense
1: yeah this deserved like its own b story but instead it's a completely throwaway like less than a minute of think of all the times we see kramer and anna in this episode and if you took all those out it, it wouldn't matter
0: it would make it would make no difference because it's literally in the hallway whenever uh, Jerry and Meryl are going to get pancakes, and then it's here. Mm-hmm. That's it. And not only
1: not only that, but that pancake scene with the syrup also doesn't really pay off in any meaningful way. No,
0: it doesn't. Yeah,
1: it, it's just I. I feel like this is kind of they had like half an episode, you know, because you get the good stuff with Meryl and uh, and Jerry, and then you get the good stuff with Elaine and George and Greg, and then they ha- they had like you know three or four minutes to play with, and they're like, gosh. I don't know how we're going to pad this episode, and this is what they chose to do.
0: Yeah, I. Er, on the contrary, I feel like this could have been a longer episode that they cut so much out of that they ended up cutting all of the meat out of the Kramer and Anna stuff. Uh That yeah. they they cut like a lot of like the George and peeing in the shower stuff, and because th- I mean there was a lot of Jerry and Meryl in this episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably accurate as well. It was probably too long of, maybe even too long of a script, and they were like, all right, we can save some of this because we do need it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, it, they filmed it, and it was too long or whatever, and they, they cut it out, and they're like, yeah, this still makes sense. This, eh. this tanning thing still makes sense. <laughs> well, yeah, we, we can use this. Back in Jerry's apartment, Meryl and Jerry are fighting over this other woman, and Jerry's like, it doesn't matter who she is. I want a divorce. He's like, I guess I just wasn't ready for the responsibility of a pretend marriage. <laughs> <laughs> And so they both just kind of agree to go their separate ways and they say goodbye. And and uh, Meryl still has Jerry's maple syrup in her purse and he tells her to keep it. And then he says, well, always have pancakes. And <laughs> that's pretty much the end of that scene. Okay. <laughs> uh, back at Ann's, uh, Anna's, for some reason we had to go back there. And Anna's father, just to hear Anna's father say, I thought you were bringing a white boy home. I don't see a white boy. All I see is a damn fool. And freeze frame on Kramer. And that's pretty much the end of the episode. I,
0: the, I don't. <laughs> okay. On top of everything we've ripped uh, about this scene so far, <laughs> why couldn't this have been just part of the previous scene? It's one line.
1: I know. Wh- and maybe they did, thought the Kramer. Maybe they thought the Kramer. You know, I, all I see is a damn fool. Was a funnier punchline than "We'll always have pancakes," which I guess it is because <sighs> well, it, it'd be hard not to be able to beat "We'll always have pancakes." I, but I agree. It, it it played really oddly.
0: I And also, like, we had to have the credits freeze frame on Kramer doing his, uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. like, reaction while in blackface. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I think they really thought the audience wasn't going to lap that up. And maybe they did. Maybe they did in 94. Oh, I don't really God. remember.
0: <laughs> like, man, people are going to love this forever. This is yeah. never going to age poorly.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then the... Last stand-up bit, I also kind of thought was funny. You know, even though it's, once again, Jerry thinking marriage is just, like, the funniest concept in the world. Like, who would want to spend... Who wouldn't want to be <laughs> single forever? Um, but I did, like... You know, he's like, I can't believe marriage happens so often. He was like, the people wake up that every day. Every day they, they, they meet someone that they want to spend every day with or something like that. Um, and I wonder what his wife thinks of all these bits now or what he would go back and say now that he is a married man and go... Oh, now I get marriage. You know, I guess I just wasn't. I, I would be curious to hear his his take on marriage. Now, I'm sure that it's entered into his stand up in some aspect.
0: I, I'm. It, it has to have.
1: Yeah, uh, and he compares it to making a like buying a car. You know, you have the contract. Uh, the ring is like the keys. Till death to us part is the extended warranty. I don't know. He kind of lost me here. It was. It was. It was okay. But yeah. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the oh episode ends God. with a whimper, just like that. It, it really does. Uh, okay, so uh, what did we what did we have for homework? Then we had a, we had a few things that we pointed out throughout throughout the run. Uh, let me let me go back and see. Uh, I, I want to look and see if we can see JNT Optical from uh, right next to Sunshine Cleaners. So going back to the glasses, uh, yeah. we had talked about uh, potentially finding out. Which side of the family Uncle Leo is from? Uh, yes. Whether he is close to Jerry's mom or Jerry's dad, or, or not close to, but r- related to, I guess would be mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. answer to that. And then uh, was there was there one other thing?
1: I feel like there was, but I can't think of it right now. Okay, I'm going. I'm looking back through my notes to see what I might have might have questioned, but I don't know. Mm. Oh well, maybe it'll uh, maybe on the re listen it'll uh, it'll. Come back up.
0: Okay. Oh, it, it was, um, uh, what is going on in like February, March, and April that oh, it was, yeah. uh, there was such a huge gap between episodes. That was the third thing. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, did we want to come up with a better description? I, I don't, right. I don't think it's possible.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay. So we had Jerry lets his girlfriend pose as his wife so that she can receive his dry cleaning discount, but the scam backfires when his family learns of his marriage and Meryl discovers some unexpected items in Jerry's laundry. Just cut it at discount. <laughs> Jerry lets his girlfriend pose as his wife so that she can receive his dry cleaning discount. Boom. Yeah. That's it. I, I, and, I don't know and, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know why we need to go into like the rest of the entire plot of the episode with that second yes. sentence.
1: Yeah. And also, I mean, I wouldn't mind something about Elaine and, and George in there, but it's already I, I guess it's long enough.
0: Yeah, I mean that plus it, it's B story. You don't need it. Yeah. Right. it. It's not like that ties into the A story. It doesn't.
1: You're right. Sometimes, sometimes they are able to do that, but it definitely didn't this time.
0: Yep. And and as you know, I
1: I I came into this thinking this was kind of a middle of the road episode, but it, it, like dissecting it like this, I found a lot more about it I didn't like than yeah. than, I, than I liked. <laughs> I think this episode just kind of like the marine biologist was saved by Jason Alexander, mm-hmm. and he's got some great lines. You know, his speech in the marine biologist is why everyone loves that episode, and why I think it may be is the first of the Seinfeld greatest hits that maybe doesn't belong in that Pantheon. Uh, but, and this one too, I didn't find all that enjoyable except George yelling about peeing in the shower and it's all pipes. And I saw a drain and, you know, I, that really is the standout bit from this and, yeah. and saved it from being, you know, a, not a great episode yeah. at all.
0: Wow. So that's uh, that's two. That's I, well, I mean, is uh, is the wife regarded uh, as a, as a really good episode.
1: No, I don't think so. I think okay. it's regarded as probably a forgettable episode.
0: Okay, I, I was gonna say if it is, then that means uh, that makes two publicly regarded episodes that just don't hold up, except for Jason Alexander's scenes.
1: Yeah, it's definitely two episodes that are saved by Jason Alexander's that, scenes that,
0: at, at the very least. That's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: but one is definitely regarded as uh, you know a, as a very popular episode, and it's just because I think people remember. His speech at the end about the sea was angry that day, my friend.
0: (laughs) Uh, So, all right. I guess that's it. That's it. Uh, Next week, we've got season five, episode 18, The Raincoats. Original air date, April 28th, 1994, uh, six weeks after The Wife. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see Kramer's scheme to sell vintage raincoats backfires. George sells his dad's clothes. Jerry and his girlfriend have a hard time finding privacy
1: hmm i mean it's it's wordy that doesn't always mean bad but we'll see because there's three storylines in there yeah it, you, uh, it, do, it does
0: it does sound like it gives a very brief synopsis on the a b and c storyline but i'm wondering like what's is what is the A, what is the B, what is the C, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I do know we're going to get some good Morty in this episode. Ooh. So if you're a Morty fan... Yes. Yeah, and obviously, it sounds like we're going to get some good uh, Frank in this episode, too.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> a nice... Hey, isn't... uh No way, that's June. I was like, is this like their Father's Day episode or something? But no. I'm only, I only got mixed up because April 28th is my dad's birthday. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I was like, oh, of course, dad episode. Oh, no, that's just my dad. Oh, that's man. just my dad's day.
0: I, I didn't realize we were so close to... The end of season five.
1: Yeah, yeah. How many are there? Like twenty-two episodes.
0: There are there are twenty-two. Oh, and you know what? I'm looking on. I'm looking on Hulu right now. The raincoats is a double-length episode. It is episode eighteen and nineteen. Whoa! Because it goes from uh, episode eighteen, the raincoats, to episode twenty, the fire.
1: Wow. Okay. Well, I know that I- I'm almost certain that Hulu doesn't split it up by part one and part two so that means they, we'll cover it all in one part
0: as well right uh that, i mean that's what we've done before so I, I i think we uh we should probably keep consistent with that so uh, it looks like uh next episode is uh gonna be a long one i mean we, we've okay. got we've got a pretty pretty average length uh episode this week i think yeah that's good so we, we might uh we might go like a an hour 30 plus next week okay i'm i'm here for it <laughs> All right. That's it, right? Yep, that's it.
1: Okay, so for No Hugging, No Learning, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Halliwell. Be good.